like scary stories If you like tasty beers Open up your mouth holes And open up your ears For... Shit! You, are you fucking ready for let's, this fucking let's do it? Shit! No, 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 no. Are you ready? Ready? Uh. Everybody, hey, shit. write in uh, boozeandbrewspodcastgmail.com. How big a poo can you do? Stop. No, don't oh. ever write Here us. we go. We're going to play the brown note. No, no. <laughs> Is your butthole vibrating? Hope can you not help it? Hope you're listening to this episode on the toilet, because otherwise you just did a number two in your in pants. your pants. Hope you weren't in the subway. Embarrassing. That would be embarrassing. Ho- hope you weren't. At, if hope you were in a Walmart and you mm. can just abscond with some of their shitty cheap towels. Hope yeah. you're not. Hope you're not the greeter at the Walmart. You just. Oh. You just let them Welcome to Walmart. Uh, you've shit in your pants. Why are you listening to us on the job if you're the greeter at Walmart? Because it's the best show on the internet. Stop. Oh. I do. I Okay, that's definitely true. But take those earbuds out. Greet those people. They deserve greetings. You know what? They don't have them anymore. I don't. I think they got rid of the greeters. Trash. Do you have False. a greeter? Oh, you have a greeter at your Walmart? I have a greeter. <gasps> good. Well, good. You're one of the... I have a greeter. That's Although I don't like at, the, at the moment, the greeter is, is 50% greeting, 50% uh here are the sanitized carts area okay okay and used to be 75 percent. please wear a mask oh okay well, well really it's i mean it's fucking utah it was really like i'm standing here in a mask to tell you to wear a mask but yeah. i'm not going to say it out loud because utah i just point and then you flip me off and then i'd let you go about your business. freedom my freedom um my body my choice speaking of unless you're a woman Speaking of my body, then your my body, my choice. It's a man's world. Ah, ask James Brown. Um, Ow. this really, there's no good segue. But um, yesterday, I the story delighted me so much that I was like, this is gonna be my cold open. This is it. I love it. This is it. Uh, yesterday in Porter Ranch, California, which okay, um, it is that is uh, north of Los Angeles. Yes, yes. Um. At a local Ralph's at 6.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. um, people were shopping and they go turn around the corner and a male black bear. Uh, a black bear. Was a black bear. A black bear was just walking through the store. What now, to, for, our non, for our non-Angelino listeners, Porter what? Ranch is a outskirtsy suburb of LA. It is. It's still a big, big city. It's still yeah. a city. It's not the country. Yeah. But it, it's not like, it's not like it was strolling down the seat no. street in like Sherman Oaks. It, yeah, you know? exactly. Right, right, right. So it's, it is one of those where it's a city of, you know, in that Santa Clarita, Porter Ranch kind of area. Yeah. Like a hundred and some 200,000 people. So it is a fairly yeah. decent size. There are and mountains it's surrounded by surrounded. other big city. Like yeah. it's, but it's a little more, it's more outskirtsy than you think it is. Yes. So a very dirty, very skinny, a hundred. Oh no, poor black bear. Uh, I think he was a juvenile as well. Oh no, anxious just got out of juvie. Black bear. He just got this out of juvie. This is a crime committing juvenile. He was this like, is a street youth. my first he, taste of freedom. What do I want? Ralph's. Ralph's has got everything. It's got milk. Bears love milk. I think he was rocking his emo comb over, listening to My Chemical Romance, and using a fake ID to buy Miller Lite. 
You know what's really interesting about the whole thing is the bear was in the store for half an hour before they managed to corral him to leave the store. They didn't give him food, give him a little sandwich. He didn't take anything. He just. You think he would be in the deli counter like, fuck it. You would think. Or the bread, anything, like anything he smells. Oh, that's the honey like jars. Food, honey. He's Winnie the Pooh. He's Winnie the Pooh in it. He, he spawns he a shirt. He manifests a little red crop top. Yes. Just his first taste of honey and all of a sudden, boop, he's like chubby, <laughs> chubby buddy and he's got like a red crop top on. Yeah, I love it. Um, No, he just like was wandering about. He's probably confused and scared. Oh, Poor so thing. confused. Yeah. So they, they, they tranquilized him and they, they tagged him be like, this bear likes humans. Um, and they released him back in the wild. But they're on was, the lookout for said bear. Did he bear, just walk bear. in the front door? Yeah. I don't... People... Like, he walked in and no one noticed him until shoppers were, like, in the fucking milk aisle being like, wait, what? And this he's bear, just like... Oh, is absolutely tired of all this river water. He wants some crystal light. He, yeah. I, I mean... A little uh, bit of flavor. That, a little bit of Mio. That Ralph's did not have a greeter. <laughs> no, that Ralph's... The, if it, they had gone next door to the Walmart... And they, the Walmart grader said no bears allowed. And would have been no like, no shirt, no shoes, no bears. No, he would have been like, sir, you need to put your mask on. And the bear would have been like, I'm on a Ralph's. Yeah, fuck you. I'm I've got Ralph's. a club card. <laughs> I need some savings today. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and he was, oh, he was so dirty. And I felt so bad for that bear. I, I'm like, I understand that you can't feed a wild bear because then it's like, that's where the food is. And yeah. it comes back. But like, if he was just like a skinny, scared juvenile, I'm like, I wish they'd given him like a, hot, a proper hot meal before they sent him on his way. <laughs> a blanket, you know, something. Yeah. What do bears maybe, eat? Humans? Maybe give him some nice vaccines, send him out there, you know. You, you like sausage? Here's some sausage from the deli. Goodbye. I am so surprised. It, it must be too many smells for the bear. Yeah. Because I'm so surprised the bear didn't just go, I eat there's you. an entire honey-baked ham right there. sitting here yeah. in an accessible refrigerated case. Like, yeah. nom nom. Yeah. Poor buddy. I mean, I don't know what a bear... If you were a bear... Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna get myself in the, the head. Get space. into the mind of a bear. Get into the mind of a bear. Yep. You're in a Ralph's. Okay. What? Where? What do you go for? Like, what department? What food specifically? Cake. What are you going for? Cake. Are you going for cake? You're going to the bakery. I'm going you right to the bakery. In, right you, to cake. You know I'm in the ham section. I'm getting these you're hams. Getting, you're getting that ham. Bob. Yeah. Okay. So Bob's getting ham. I'm getting cake. Cake. Bob's and bakery. going ham on some ham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna eat all the croissants and donuts. And slices. Okay, of cake you're going bakery have. goods. I really am. Right, my my fat girl tum tum. I am embracing my inner Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. What about you? Where are you? Going? I think. I think I'm breaking. Which like it's COVID, so they probably don't even have them anymore. But you know those self serve like uh, like nuts and oats things. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm breaking the shit out of that and eating 17 pounds of almonds. <laughs> you just stick your little snoot. In yeah. the top of it, and just I'm nom, eating. Nom, nom. I'm like the steel rolled raw oats. I'm shoveling those in my tum tum. All the I'm eating pecans. I'm eating walnuts. Oh my! I'm God. eating some sort of holister granola they yeah. prepared in the back of the Ralphs. Don't care. I think that's what I'm going for. I think I'm going for a fat and a protein. You are much smarter. I I went in with my stomach. I went in with my heart and my stomach, and you went in with your brain. And you're I just think I think if I was a bear, 
I would see that and go, that looks like food that I know I can eat. Mm. Whereas, like, he doesn't know what a croissant looks like. Well, he's going to find out how delicious and they are in 14 He's going to smell it. He's going to know about those I, smells. That's, that, that's why I was like, maybe the meat, but the meat's all cold. Rotisserie mm. chicken, obviously. Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. rotisserie chicken. That's like right at the front of the store. You, he just walks in and, Arr! Yeah. That's yeah, right there. Right there. $5.99 on Fridays. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, speaking I, of rotisserie chickens. Hi! <laughs> I'm a rotisserie chicken. Welcome to the Booze and Bruce podcast. We're the podcast where we tell each other ghost stories. We drink thematically appropriate beer. And we've been roasting on a spit covered in delicious juices for hours just for your enjoyment. Gross. Can confirm. Gross. Gross. Can confirm. <laughs> I have been. I'm a little sun-kissed today. Yeah, you have I'm been I'm a little roasted. rotisserie chicken. <laughs> you are my sweet I'm, little rotisserie chicken. I'm a little, I'm mildly rotisserie chicken today. I'm uh I'm not. I'm I am uh I'm raw extreme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what we're doing. That's not this episode. Oh, shit, That's not shit. this episode. I'm, I'm, it's wrong show. Oh, it's wrong god. stupid it's, it's wrong stupid voice. Oh god, I was projecting. I was in the future. Yeah. We we did talk about manifesting right before this episode started. I was, so I was in the Begenzis head. It did put you in a Begenzis state of mind. What can I say? What can I say? No, we are not talking about the Begenzis this weekend. We no, are not this, talking about this week, in true booze and booze fashion, yeah. we have another uh, ambling explanation right. for how we came to this story topic for you. That's right. So our beer this week is, it's called Julia. And if you recall, it is, we talked about uh, it, about why we picked Julia. This was our beer supposedly this from was last week. This was supposed to be our beer last week, but it's our beer. But I couldn't drink last week, but I'm drinking this week. Correct. So it's my chance for beer. Yes. So this is from Hop Capital Brewing. Yes. They were, the folks at Hop Capital were so lovely, sent me a big box of beers a while back. We're finally getting to them now. Yes. And I got to tell you folks, they all good. Oh. They're all good dogs, Brent. I'm yes. really happy about them. Good job. Um, so this um, Julia is part of their Berliner Weiss wine line. They have a line of Berliner Weisses that are all just have female names. Mm-hmm. So this one is um, made with oranges and vanilla. Oh. But so we were like Julia, which last week led us to Julia Child, which led us to France, which led us to Haunted France. Right. So this week we said we can't do Julia Child again. No, no. What's the second best Julia? Right. Number two Julia in your head. So every listener, put your second favorite Julia in your head right now. Yes. And obviously most of you are thinking of Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah, obviously. If you're thinking obviously. Julia, she's like number two. I was thinking Julia she, Sweeney. That's weird. That is weird. Oh, that well. is weird. Well, this isn't Let's your move show. On. That's we didn't do that. So I was we waiting Julia. for some jokes and then nobody jumped on. So now we're in turd town. Thanks. Thanks, you dude. Well, I mean, Julia I Louis-Dreyfus. didn't pick a stupid joke to say out loud. Ayo. That's me. true. Yeah. Anyway, Julia Louis um, Dreyfus. So, and we said, okay, what is she most well known for nowadays? Nowadays. Nowadays. Not back in the days, nowadays. Obviously, her fantastic turn on Veep. That's Such right. a great show. That's right. That's Delightful right. Delightful show. And we were like, okay, well, what is Veep? Veep is vice president. What's a vice president? A politician. Politician. Political ghost. That's right. There Whatever that means to you. We so that's how, that's how Julia gave us both France yep. and politics. That's, that's how we got to both of those, because we're bonkers. God, we are so, we're so good at this game. 
We're yeah, so I good think at we're this misunderstood game. geniuses is really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody about who knows me should know by now I'm a genius, yeah. but obviously. Oh, spear's so good. Every sip, I'm like still good. Yeah. So, uh Tuna, why don't you tell oh, us? Oh, is it me? Am I first? Yes. Is it Purple Notes Day? Uh, it's green. We have switched from purple to oh, green. Oh, I switched. It's Green Notes Day. Yes. Melly color codes her notes to, so we know who our notes. That's right. So we know who goes first. Because I don't know. I can't be trusted with no. anything. No. Your genius, your misunderstood genius does not include knowing where we are in anything. No. My misunderstood genius was drinking Bud Lights in the pool in the sun that's today. Right. So. Yes. That's how I came. That's how I prepped for this episode. <laughs> So I went, okay, political ghosts. Um, I went, like, let, looked at some international political places, but then I went, no, 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 no. You know who's got the craziest shit is American politics, obviously. Obviously, we're psycho. So then I was like, okay, if I'm going to do American politics, I'm going to do the big daddy of American politics. Okay. Um. So, and I've already done the ghost of George Washington. Correct. That's a pretty big father. That's a big that, one. Yes, that is. You, you might say he's the father of our country. Yes, and because there's this crazy ghost story about one of his like great nephews who saw his ghost and his wife did and was all written down and there's journals of it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so my story was really focused on this one main ghost story. Yes. But I then I looked into it and I went, George Washington's house is crazy fucking haunted. Really? Yeah. And I I found a I had a bunch of fun ghost stories to choose from. Oh hell yes. So I'm gonna tell you about. Our OG political boy yes. and his OG house, Mount Vernon. Fan-fucking-tastic. Fantastic. So, Mount Vernon, mm -hmm. um, which the their website and Wikipedia's website mm -hmm. makes a really big deal of specifying that like this land that Washington's ancestors got and built this homestead on uh, used to be Native American ancestral land. Okay. And I was like, hey, on hey, hey, guys. Everything here used to be Native American ancestral land. After That's not special to this one farm. That's everything. To be fair to all deeds back in the day said that Native ancestral land. And be like, sir. <laughs> and then they realized after a certain point that that was everything. So they just omitted it. Yeah. No, like they like officially forward. declared it Native land Jesus. or like taken Native land in like the 1990s. Like one of the bushes did it. Bespoke like, artisanal <laughs> land was what they yes. yeah. <laughs> Honey baked ham land. It's just like, oh, this Bears tiny little pumped about this plant. one little square of America used to be native ancestral land. The rest of it, that was all just waiting for white people that to show up. That was waiting for the white people to turn it into something useful. Empty oh, parking so lot. That's really what this country was. Yeah, let's, let's yeah, pave exactly. this shit. Right. We needed more Walmarts. Nice buffalo. Um, I'm shoot all the shit up and get them out of here. They're taking up well, space. I, gotta, I need all that buffalo meat if I'm going to cock the wagons and ford the river. Grandma just died of dysentery. <gasps> Fuck him. Yeah. I got to get to fucking Oregon. Um, so Washington's ancestors, Washington's grandfather was originally granted this land from the governor of whatever was running this, had stolen it from brown people already. Okay. Um, his name was John Washington, and he was originally gifted this land in 1674. Wow. Isn't that crazy? What a, it's what crazy a great to, year. To think that Washington, his family, our first president, but he's also a, he was a third generation American at that point. That's so crazy. That's bonkers to me. Yeah, you think um, that he came over? You know what I mean? Like he was yeah, maybe born yeah. here, but his parents yeah. were from England. Storied tradition. It's amazing. 
You know, no, it was generationally here. Um, so his, yeah. So when John Washington was was gifted this land, um, and then it passed down to uh, to his f- father, um, and it was originally called the Little Hunting Creek Plantation. Was the original name for the house and the lands that surrounded it. It's too long. It's too long of a name. You can't yes. remember it. So then, at some point, uh, Georgie's half-brother, who's an older brother, so his dad had multiple wives, okay. so he, so that's why. He from his first wives, wife. he just spawned Is that because children? he had a harem and he was like way into yeah. those? Uh, Fuck yeah. Those mystic, that mystic Eastern Europe. tantric, ex- 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 exciting sex moves? I he mean, Washington's the- known fucksman, so. Yeah. So clearly I he just, comes from a long I line didn't of fucksmen. That dude had like 52 goddamn dicks, and that's the I truth. didn't. I didn't look it up at all. I just assumed she died uh, birthing a baby at her vagina. Probably. I mean, I given just the assumed. Time, I have no idea if that's true. You know what? It, it's a good guess. It's a really good yeah. guess. It tracks. Um, anyway, so he has this half older brother named Lawrence. And at some point, Lawrence inherits the land. And he renames it Mount Vernon. That's got a much better ring to it. And so that's the name of the Now, what's funny about that? Larry is Washington he, did this? Yeah, Larry Washington. Yeah, Larry Washington named it Mount Vernon. And he named it Mount Vernon after, after, after Vice Admiral Edward Vernon, who was Larry Washington's commanding officer during the War of Jenkins' ear. They had a war over a guy's ear? They literally did. They so warred that over I, of course, an ear? I literally had. I didn't just hover. I clicked you on clicked? that Wikipedia Whoa. hyperlink. I mean, if there's tell a- me about the ear war. Yeah. I well, what happened know. during this ear war? So this war was in the 1730s in the West Indies primarily. Okay. Um, and it was when, uh, like, I guess the Spanish kind of controlled the area, but the British were coming through and trading. And uh, I guess at one point there was this captain, b- 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 Buddy Jenkins. Uh huh. Let's call him Buddy. Yeah, buddy. And he he's he's a British uh ship's boy. Yeah, British boy. And he's he's putting his little British ship through and the Spanish stop him and are like, We think you have smuggled things and he's like, No, I'm just doing fair tradesies and the Spanish were like, We don't believe you and they cut off his ear as punishment. Jesus and then judge and then the and British and then no, the ears. British in their like, well, we want to take these West Indies for ourselves anyway. They started parading Buddy No Ear around, being like, "We should definitely fight the Spanish, right? Look at this guy's fucked up they ear. Fucked up his ear. <laughs> these Spanish so with their stupid ears. Yeah. So it became the War of Jenkins' ear. It literally started a war. He's like the Rosa Parks of oh. this fucking stupid white man war. Oh my god. Um. So yeah. So it's named after some random dude. Nice. Who was a commanding officer in the War of Jenkins' Ear. And it's, Tight. it continues to be Mount Vernon to this day, which is so funny to me. People, I think, need to know more about the history of the name because let we can never forget. Hashtag never forget the <gasps> War of Jenkins' Ear. Who would have thought? Forget it was war. named after your a war. man who lost his ear for a dumb, dumb reason. Yeah. Um, so the, the house... Um, the foundation of the house as it currently stands, because obviously it's been added to and improved over the years. But the original house framing that exists now was built by Georgie's dad whose name was Augustine. Augustine. Yeah, so Papa Washington. And he built it in 1734. Okay. Um, and it is uh, it, <laughs> it is a house in the loose paladin style. Ooh, okay. Loose paladin? Loose paladin. This yes. paladin which, fucks. Which I assume means he smites you as he fucks you, right? Yeah. yeah. He's got some, he divinely smites you yeah. as he smites you getting that radiant d what's up yeah he's loose with his smiting Mm. um it's named after some architect sure it was not not as interesting as a war about ears damn it 
Um, so... Yeah, so it was originally built, and then they, like, expanded it a bunch of times. They, like, added wings at certain points. It's actually it interesting. It can fly now. That's one of the really can. cool things it, it can do. It's a maxi pad. It's got wings, so it will not fall off your head. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's great. And it's super absorbent. Yeah, and you can tell that the additions were added at different times and maybe used different architects or didn't use an architect, because if you stare at the main house of Mount Vernon, the door is not in the middle. Oh, God. Like, it's one of the, like, characteristic things about Mount Vernon is it's not equal. <laughs> it's the original Winchester Mystery House. Kind a lot of, of people say that. Yeah, a little bit. Many. So in this, some are saying, in the 1750s. Um, so by the time Washington had it, they actually took the roof off and built a second and third story, and oh. then put the roof back on. Nice. And look, um, they're efficient too. If anything, yeah. So uh, when wood. it was three claims when they now. were. F- when they were finished building, so by the time Washington was really finished building and improving it, it was 11,028 square feet, and it is 21 rooms. Do you um, need such a big house? Well, a lot of this was like the additions and the wings were like a um, enslaved person kitchen and oh. a house enslaved person's bedroom a, okay they added a lot of enslaved people quarters onto the main house as it became a bigger fancier house and they air quotes needed more enslaved people to run it i'm sure yes mm. be like did you yeah. know fun fact if you kept this house small you don't need so many slaves yes but at that point he was like gonna be a president he needed a big fancy president house it don't matter he was gonna be king of america <sighs> um so oh it, it, and if you are not American, uh, Mount Vernon is in Fairfax County, Virginia. It's basically just uh, next to Alexandria, which is a big part of Virginia. It's just south of Washington, D.C. It's right on the Potomac. It's like a big, gorgeous old plantation house. Mm-hmm. It's right there in the thick of it. Um, it So it currently is 500 acres mm-hmm. is what the estate is currently on. Um, and there's over 30 buildings scattered throughout that have a bunch of different purposes. But when George Washington owned it, there were over 100 buildings and it was over 8,000 acres. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah, it was huge. That is a big plantation. So George Washington inherited it in 1752 from his half-brother, Lauren, Larry, Larry, who renamed it. Yeah. So he, so Washington was really the only one who said, we're going to keep it named Mount Vernon. Okay. And then he became big and famous. So then it had to say Mount Vernon. Right. Mm. And like Larry's wife still lived on the grounds for a while but then she died and then their only children died so then Washington had just inherited all of it and all of the lands were his. Mm -hmm. He started buying up all the other lands around it to have more space um, because George Washington was a like dedicated agriculturist. That was what he really loved to do. He liked to get down into like the 1700s science of, of how to raise crops. He was like checking nitrogen levels and like if we water it on a day when it rained a week ago versus a day when it's going to rain next week like he was really into like keeping a, meticulous I notes I simply need Martha to menstruate on this patch of flowers and suddenly everything will be fine Beautiful. yeah now Be- these flowers are the best flowers in the world the best flowers in all of the 13 colonies I'm George Washington I, this is my George Washington voice I founded America <laughs> I'm a founding father Father. I'm the founding father. The guy. You might have heard of me. I'm number one. <laughs> I'm on the money. <laughs> the one dollar bill because I'm first place of presidents. <laughs> In that because I am a loose. Because I was I'm the first one to do it. Some everywhere. people say it's the smallest denomination, but perhaps it's the biggest. <laughs> 
Fuck Lincoln, he's on the penny. That's yeah. right. Fuck that guy's a bitch. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Oh, he had a man. stupid Fuck that act. guy in his skull hole, am I right, guys? <laughs> I, I at least made it through my presidency. Gross. God. What a bitch. <laughs> he, made I made, it through, he did George make Washington. it through George both Washington rounds of his presidency. <laughs> Um, so it all in by the time Washington was running it there were five separate farms that were all producing um, he grew primarily grains but he also had huge fields of hemp which is like a big yeah, thing bro. yeah bro it grows in the ground man it, you can't legalize you can't a, make a, a plant, plant illegal you know I'm the president George Washington Pre- George Washington. I decide what's illegal that's right get turned um, <laughs> so uh, he also built a grist mill to process all of the grain. Um, and then because it's right on the Potomac, he bought a fishing boat. Then he bought more fishing boats. And he had like a fleet of fishing boats. Man loved um, fishing. Yeah. And so then he was president. He did some presidenting. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1797, he retired. Okay. He, he said, said no more presidenting for me. He's like, this is cool, but I'm done. I just want to like he make tried grain. to invent. He tried to invent term limits. Everyone else said, no, we're good. And it took us a long time to then actually have term limits. <laughs> Thank you, FDR. Um, he was also, he was only, everyone thinks about him as like super old. He was only 65 when he well, retired he, the presidency. You know, that's old and older That was old and older times though, wasn't it? I don't think so. I think if you account for uh, like infant death rates and women dying in childbirth, it, you lived kind of the same amount of time we do now. Oh. Oh. All right. Um, well, it's just because he reached retirement age. He was the first one to determine 65 as the age Right? To He's like, this he is was, it. I'm George Washington. Where's, where's my social security? Yeah. Um, Somebody better set that up. My shit's running out here. Who's going to pay for all of this land? Who's I have to pay check for the Martha nitrogen levels. on my azaleas. Martha <laughs> Chemicals cost money. Yeah, so he did want to make a bunch of money. Um, because he's he like wanted to be wealthy. His fucking menopausal wife trying to get these azaleas to grow. What's wrong with you? He's like, he, plus she was tiny and he was huge. He was just like holding her and shaking, shaking her. her. It's not working. You, you used to be able to. <laughs> you used to be able to do this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe if I punch you in the uterus. <laughs> That's a different punch, kind punch. of blood. Oh my god. Uh, no, That's the he, king of America's fist. <laughs> That's a kingly fist. Um, No, so instead of shaking his old metapausal wife over the azalea bushes, um, he decided instead to make money, he was going to build a fucking distillery and start making whiskey. Yeah. And he did, and he made a bunch of money. He actually had, he he died with like a million bucks in the bank in the 1700s. Damn. He had a shit ton of money. Um, So, yeah, he retired. And then he doesn't even fucking go back that far. That, That was a rich motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He um he so he was bored in his retirement. So first he built a distillery and then he was like, I'm not drunk enough to drown my problems. So he reached out to then President Adams and was like, yo, you want me to like run the army? Because I'm good at that. And Adams was like, yes, please, God, please. Yeah. And Adams, without even asking him, just appointed him commander in chief of the armed forces. Which like but that's the that's president's, the president's job. job. Nope. He's like, you were so good at it. You just keep doing. You it. You know what? You keep doing. I recognize my weaknesses. Yeah. Um, and you one were of my so strengths good. is recognizing my weakness and ha- finding somebody to help me with that. Yeah. George, come on in. I'm good at war. So he ran all of the American forces through the French Revolution. Mm. Um, and there's like they're like, he never served on the battlefield again. I'm like, yeah, because he didn't go to France and they didn't come back fucking over here. That's why. Yeah. yeah. 
because he's drunk in his fucking distillery putting wings on his house for enslaved people. Yeah. He had <laughs> shit to do. Life. He lived a good life. Uh, so he lived a great life until uh, 1799. So he was only retired for two years, which is sad. Oh, um, And then on December, in like mid-December, he went out for a horseback ride in the rain to like survey his crops and stuff. This he is- came back in. He was like, I got a tickle in my throat. And that became like, I've got a lot of inflammation in my throat. And that became, I'm fucking dying and I, I can't breathe. Yeah. Wow. He yeah. had the COVID. Yeah, he yeah. Had the original so, COVID. So they like immediately called a doctor, and it's the 1700s. Blood, all the blood so is gone. They, just, they, they made him eat a whole bucket of leeches. They they bloodlet over five pounds of blood from his body. They took all, all his blood. blood. You you they, need blood to live. They took all his blood, and then he was having trouble breathing. And one of the doctors they called wanted to do. There was like this new science about like uh, how to how to help people who are having trouble breathing. And it was basically a tracheotomy. Oh my god! And all the other doctors were like, "That's witchcraft! Don't do that!" Don't and do that. then Washington died. If they'd done it, he probably would have been okay. I was oh like, "Well, god. well, we checked his blood for ghosts. Maybe the ghost lives currently in his throat." You know what? Let's uh, let's replace all of his blood with his whiskey. Yes, that'll definitely solve you know the what? problem. It always it makes me feel good, right? You, uh, wait, wait, Martha, shake your uterus over your yes. dying husband. He needs more blood. <laughs> <laughs> Only your give him your blood. vaginal blood. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, as he was talking to the doctor, his last words. Oh no, doctor, I die hard. But I am not afraid to go. I like to think that George Washington invented the movie Die Hard. Yeah, I die hard. Hell yeah. I die hard, but dot, I'm not dot, afraid dot. to go. Dot, dot, dot. And then John McClane. And then he said, yippee no, no, Kaye. Dot, yeah, yippee Kaye, motherfucker. But they didn't write that part down because they didn't feel like it was the thing that the King of America should say. Right. You would think. But what the King of America did say before his final words, he was talking to his like little secretary boy and he was like, um, you make fucking sure I'm really dead before you bury me because oh. if you bury me alive, I'm be so pissed. So he was like, promise me three days. You let my body sit three days you make sure i'm super fucking dead before you bury me dude i i cannot move you must sit here and stare at my dead body for three days and make sure i don't move Wet nobody blinks yeah poke, yep. pick my nose nothing till this thing face. starts coming that's right you make sure oh my god um so uh he was not dead but, yeah so famously, George Washington is known for like he owned enslaved people, but then he freed them all in his will, which is like not super true. He freed his one special secretary boy okay. that had been with him for like 30 years. Okay. But all the other enslaved people he owned, he freed upon Martha's death. Oh. He was like, when Martha dies, you're free. <clears throat> but then like six months in, Martha was like, these motherfuckers going to kill me so they can be free. So then she just freed them. Yeah, All right, smart. Well, probably smart move. Martha was a smart woman. Yeah, and but she didn't free her enslaved people that she owned, which was more than half of the enslaved oh, people at the estate. His, yes, because they were the ones who were promised contractually. A lot of her slaves, came, enslaved people—that's the verbiage we're supposed to use—came from her first marriage, so she didn't technically air quotes own them like the family did. So when she died, they went back to his. Oh, God. Her first husband's family. Oh, gross. So she couldn't have freed them all, but she literally only freed the ones that she thought might kill her. That You Great. know what, Martha? You should have looked at everybody. Every yeah. single one of those people been like, they all should kill me. And they yes. would be justified. 
So then America wanted to bury him um, in Washington, D.C. They were building a big monument for him. And then Martha was like, nah, dude, says in his will he wants to be fucking buried here. He has a family crypt here. We're going to put him in there. Yeah. And then America was like, okay, we're going to have to build a better crypt because he's fucking George Washington. Right, king of so America. They, so they built a better crypt. They put him in there. That's where Martha is, too. Uh, but then in the 1830s, someone broke in and tried to steal George Washington's skull. But they stole someone else's skull. What? Mm. How do you so fuck that they, up? So then they built a better tomb that was skull stealing proof. Oh, okay, good. That's and that's where, and that's Wait where he the lies next now. National Treasure movie comes out. Oh God, Nicholas Cage will get it. <laughs> the skull of George Washington. Um. So then after uh, after he died, the estate passed to Martha, um, because he had no children of his own. Right. And then after Martha died, it went to his nephew, whose name was Bushrod Washington. Bushrod. Bushrod. Bushrod Washington. Right. <laughs> Um, and then like he left it to his son. His son is the one that has all the, the big George Washington ghost story associated with it. Mm-hmm. And then like it went to his daughter when he died. It went down and down through the family, through the Washington family. But it's a huge, big estate. They're having trouble keeping it up. Also, a lot of people are coming by wanting to see George Washington's house. Right. So there's a lot of wear and tear on the property from all these basically tourists coming mm. to see the property and the family can't keep it up. So then at some point, one of the Washington's uh, offspring to whatever, they try to sell Dick it fuck back. Washington. Yeah. They try. Yes. Dick fuck Washington. Yeah. He or tried wait, to Dick sell Snatch, it because it's Bushrod. Yeah. There we okay. Go. Yeah. Dick Snatch Dick. Washington. So then Dick Snatch Washington tried to sell it to Virginia to be like, this should be a historical for sure. Like monument. And Virginia said, no, no. And then he tried to sell it to America. And America said, you know what? It's the late 1850s. We're a little busy right now trying to stop the impending civil war. Yeah. So we just don't have the time. So then, then a group of rich white women from Virginia who called themselves the Mount Vernon Ladies Association bought the fucking house. Wow. They said, we will buy it and all the land and we will turn it into a historical like monument and like in remembrance of George and uh, we'll take it off your hands. And, Damn. Yeah, and Dick Snatch, what was his name? Snatch Dick, Dick, Dick Snatch Washington. Dick, yeah, you Dick Snatch right. Washington was like, awesome, so good. So we sold it to this group of ladies who owns it to this day. Nice. Oh, wow. It is a privately held house. All of this land is owned by this charity, but like not owned by America. Isn't that bonkers? That's crazy. But I love and I love that America, maybe America has tried, you know, in the past to be like, hey, can we buy this off you? And they're just like, and, go fuck yourself. And these yourself. old ladies are like, fuck no, yeah. you missed a golden opportunity. Yeah. This our cash cow now. Yeah. Um, so then during the Civil War, um, the ladies who ran this uh, house and museum took great pains to keep it a neutral location mm-hmm. where there was absolutely no fighting on any of the grounds. And they continued to run tours through the house. Wow. Um, and they invited soldiers from both sides. They just weren't allowed to wear uniforms or bring weapons. Remember what America's about. Stop shooting each other. Isn't they, that they kind were, of beautiful? Yeah. They were Quaker ladies. They were Don't great. Forget. This is yeah. what this country should be. Why are we fighting? Oh, wait. That's I know lovely. exactly why we're fighting. Because of the enslaved people that still lived on this fucking property, helping yeah. to maintain it and helping it be a museum. Yeah, they, there were enslaved they people living free. there until the end of the Civil War. <sighs> 
not great. Not great. Um, but so this uh, organization of women has continued to own it, maintain it. Uh, create. They've worked over the years to get a lot of Washington's original furniture to get the house back to what it looked like when he lived there. Mm-hmm. They've got a bunch of his writings. They've restored his desk to what it looked like on the day he died. Um, and in part of their reconstruction efforts in 2007, they completely rebuilt the distillery and are currently making whiskey using Washington's original recipe. Nice. Wow. Which I bet is super awful, but they sell it in the gift shop. Oh, yeah. Original recipe oh, yeah. Washington whiskey. Yeah. Will. 11 herbs and spices. 77 herbs and spices. Yes. Who knows? <laughs> and 13 herbs and spices. It, it will actually burn the hair off of your head. But I'm God sure damn it's it, that's why they're all wore wigs. Drink. They just drink this shit and all the hair falls out. That's, that's what happened to his fucking teeth, right? Yeah. Yes. His wooden teeth. Try my alopecia blend. Yeah. They um they actually have, I'm sure not not this year, they have uh, whiskey festivals there every year. Wow. Hell yeah. Drink it up. Yeah. Like Washington. Um, and drink up they with the still, King of America. to this day, so every year on Christmas, um, which is one of my favorite things about Mount Vernon, but every year on Christmas, George Washington would bring in a camel. And he called it the Mount Vernon Christmas camel. And he would just bring yeah. in a camel and like the kids could ride it. Because Jesus, because oh. Jesus had sure. a camel. Sure. Because okay. Jesus' mom came on a camel. Gold that literally is why there's a camel. Okay. Okay. Um, And he would just bring in this camel every year on Christmas. And to this day, I have been to Mount Vernon on Christmas Day. And I was like, why is there a fucking camel here? Because Jesus. Because Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Oh, speaking of, little side note for uh, Engineer Bob over there. In my research, I discovered George Washington super big in the Freemasons. Oh. Yes! <laughs> he was like the lodge leader of his fucking Freemasons. Oh, you know he was. Damn. Um, so as you can imagine, in a house so steeped in American history, yes. there's bound to be a lot of ghosts. Oh, yes. And there were a lot. And like I said, there's one big one about George Washington coming and like talking to these people who are staying, staying in a bed. Yeah. But I've chosen to focus on ghosts surrounding the death of George Washington because Ooh, okay. there were so many firsthand accounts. I had a ton to choose from. Okay. So the first one is from this worker who... Um, who was like work there during the holidays every year mm-hmm. because George Washington died on December 14th. Okay. So like leading up to the holidays. So someone was working there and they were like all week long. It's been so cold in the Washington's old bedroom. We can't figure out why it is legitimately 20 degrees colder than the rest of the house. Whoa. We can't fix it. And we don't know why. Whoa. Um, and then uh, on the night, they were like, this is going to happen. His ghost is active. Something's going to happen on December 14th. This is a big thing. Mm-hmm. So then December 14th comes and goes and nothing happens. Yeah. But then on December 15th, um, they can't get any of the like old timey looking electronic candles uh-huh. to mm-hmm. work in the room. None of the candles will light. And we're like, and they were trying to figure out why. And eventually they pieced together that. Um, so Washington died on the 14th, but on the 15th is when Martha boarded up the room and moved to another room in the house and never went back inside. Mm-hmm. So they were like, that's why the lights won't turn on. Cause her ghost is like, no, we're done with this room now. Oh yeah. It's the 15th. Um, yeah. no more. Yeah. Wow. I'm done. Spooky. Um, so then another but also poignant. Yeah. 
Yeah, also okay. very sweet. There's also so the ghost of his uh, his goodest enslaved boy uh, helper mm-hmm. man who was the only one who was actually legitimately freed in George Washington's will. Yes. So we, th- sometimes they see him wandering through the forest. So it looks like he's sort of just keeping watch over the property because he mm-hmm. lived there for so long. Yeah. Um, but they say that on the night of December 14th, which would be the night that George Washington died, you can see his ghost walking down the front steps and out into the forest. Oh. And he just like disappears. He's just like, nope, I'm going to my freedom. Wanders I'm off free into now. the night. I'm free. Goodbye. Naked. Yes. No, no pants. Naked. No yep. pants. Just so happy. It, it was in the will. No, no, no. It was in the will. Be like, when you yeah. free. His wife and his children still with, there. With but nature. he's free. I allow the leaves to caress the shaft of my wiener. Yeah, he had to make <laughs> leave underpants. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, oh, no. And is then, that poison oak? <laughs> my, my well, dog. it's part of nature. And I do love nature. growing plants. <laughs> I must experience all of nature on my I penis. love agriculture. agriculture. I'm George Washington. George Washington, that's my name. <laughs> um, and so the last story I have from that specific night is from this worker who was working. They'd like cleared the house out of all that. So it's, again, it's December 14th. Um, they've cleared the house of all the chores for the day. So they're like locking everything up. And this worker is working to clean up uh, Washington's office. Mm-hmm. Which is directly below the bedroom where George Washington died. Mm -hmm. And he says he's like working in the office to clear everything out. And then he hears very clearly, he hears the footsteps of someone like walking across that room directly above him. Yeah. Walks to the door of that bedroom. Hears that door open. Hears someone walk down the stairs. Hears someone walk to the door to the office he is in. Hears keys rattling. Oh my God. The door opens. There's no one there. Oh, boy. And there is a and, fully grown orangutan. And, no, there's and now there's, a, a, there's a camel. There's, <laughs> no, there's a steaming pile of doo-doo because that guy pooped his pants. That, but the boy's for, very spooked. Yes. Sure. And so he was like, this is so insane. And I guess like later he was telling someone else about it. And they're like, like, really? What time on the 14th? Like, what did the... And apparently when George Washington died, he had... His office was locked. He didn't let other people in his office. And when he died, they took the keys out of the pocket of his dead body, came downstairs to open up his office to find his will. Whoa. So, like, that's those footsteps he heard was like someone reliving the moment of George Washington's death. Crazy. Yes. So, then, because I'm tuna and hashtag feminism, I'm going to close this out with a little lady ghost love. Love it. Um, So unrelated to the ghost of the death of George Washington. But I found one story where this woman was working in what's now like the teacher resource center. So she's one of the women who works for the charity that runs the nonprofit. Um, And there's like a big they help you. It's basically the Washington Presidential Library at this point. So she Mm. was working um, in her office within that space. And she goes to leave her office. And she as she's walking out, she sees this woman standing in the doorway of her office. And this woman is like completely gray her skin is gray her dress is gray mm-hmm. um she's sort of like surveying the area she like takes a big look around she starts nodding she takes a deep breath like 
Yeah. And then she just disappears. Whoa. Mm, okay. um, and this person was like relatively new to working there. And she tells everyone else this story. And then eventually she sees a picture of a woman named Anne Pamela Cunningham, uh-huh. who was the woman who started the Mount Vernon Ladies Association and bought the house. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that's fucking her. That's her. She's in that Whoa. dress. She that's showed it. up to be like, yeah, this bitch is still going. There's a bunch of amazing women I'm here pleased. running this historical thing. I am well pleased in death this yeah she's like good great. job guys nice <sighs> progress i love it good hell job. yeah anyway so that is the ghost of my politics mount Vernon. i did Yay. it Woo. all right well hang out for a second i'll yell at you and then we'll come back and we'll hear another story about something who knows what it is only you can find out Hi everyone, I'm George Washington, Vagina Juice. Hey, you should go to iTunes and leave a review for the show so that people will know it's a great show. You know what else you should do, but this is more important, is go to patreon.com slash boozeandbrews where there are audio episodes, video episodes, and show sketches from the immensely talented engineer Bob. You'll love it, it's a great way to waste your money on the internet. Also, should you find yourself in a position where you'd like to speak to the members of the show, which you should because they're incredibly entertaining, you can go and speak to them on various social media websites. They have a Twitter. Who's Ambrose? They have an Instagram. Who's Ambrose Podcast? And also a Facebook. Who's Ambrose? All right. Well, there you go. That, that That's how you enjoy it. And we can go back to the show now. Thank you. I've been George Washington. Ready to go, doing a go, thingy thing. Thingy thing. All right, we're back. Yeah. We're back. Obviously, we're back. We're ready to go. We're doing a thingy thing. Yes. So, for my political ghost, Yes, I, what did that mean to you? What did Julia tell you to do? Julia told me to tell you about the Tweed Courthouse in New York City. Tweed. New York City. Oh, I love a good Tweed New Yorker. Yes. The Tweed Courthouse, a.k.a. Um, the old New York County Courthouse, there you go. Politics done. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Counts. Mm-hmm. Um, is located at 52 Chamber Street in the Civic Center area of Manhattan. Okay. In Manhattan. Great. Now you great. have it we're, we're, in if, your heart of it. something civic, they got a center for it. It's great. They have a whole center full of it. Unbelievable. Amazing. So after New York experienced uh, somewhat of a rapid uh, population growth in the 1850s, the city saw a need for more courthouses. More people, more crime. We need a place to judge them. What they really needed was more places to make pizza. Well, that they have now. I mean, good news they've learned, but in the 1850s, they were like courthouses. These priorities are all fucked up. I know. They didn't... It was just crime and not pizza, if only. They yeah, crime and punishment. No good. Crime and pizza. Okay. Yeah. Crime. Delicious. Delish. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1858, the Do city... Do a crime, get a pizza. This, this, no, crime's off the charts. I can't explain it. I don't know why. <laughs> my, my idea backfired. I thought it'd be less crime because people hated pizza. No, sir. People love pizza. Now we know. In 1858, the city... Fight a crime, get a pizza. There we All go. All the Batmans. Oh. You get a whole yeah. city full of Batmans. Vigilante justice. That was the... He was originally called Pizza Man. Yeah. I mean, Batman he called, is... He was called Pizza Bat. Pizza, pizza Bat. Almost Pizza Rat. But then they were like, he's already well, a like, thing. He should fly. That'd be more fun. Right. It's funnier. Yeah, it's more yeah. fun yeah. if he can fly. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 1858, the city passed a bill providing for the construction of a new building that would um, house the... Fine. That would knock things over. That would throw mysises off of tables violently. It's a pizza mouse. It's a pizza mouse. <laughs> um... And it would be used to house the county courts and the county sheriff's office. In 1859, a $1 million budget was approved. And in 1860, the resolution to start construction was approved by the New York uh, County Board of Supervisors. 
Wow, it took them a while to get their shit together. Oh, this is a it's a theme for this particular oh. courthouse. Okay. Uh, construction began on September 16th, 1861, and the project was overseen by William M. Tweed, uh, a pretty politically powerful member of the Board of Supervisors. He's a powerful and member. And also... They, they called him William mm, mm. Tweed. And also... They a, called him William Mr. Lova Lova Tweed. <laughs> mm. uh, and in addition to being a politically powerful man, he mm. was a politically corrupt member of the mm. Board of Supervisors. Oh, I like a powerful member. Don't love a corrupt member. Yeah, it gives you diseases. You That's give this like guy a pizza... You know, you give this guy you know, pizza, you get the contract. You suck his dick, he'll suck your dick back. That's one of the great things that was known about him. Mm. Do you know who has a corrupt member? A loose paladin. What? <laughs> that was hot shit. <laughs> Bob is so pleased with that joke. Uh, William was the boss of Tammany Hall, the main Democratic Party political machine, which played a large part in New York City politics in the 1860s. Sure. Sure did. He was born in 1823 in Manhattan, uh, the son of a Scottish chairmaker. He dropped out of school. I make chairs. He makes chairs. He dropped out of school at the age of 11 to pursue chairmaking. I thought chair-making. you said, I'm McChairs, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> I come from Clan McChairs. <laughs> I do want to come from Clan McChair. Uh, he dropped out at 11 to pursue chairmaking. He was getting in the family business uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. and then apprenticed to be a saddler. Cool. That's like a chair for people horses. on horses. Yeah. 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 As he got it's older, a horse chair. Yeah. As he got older... He joined the Freemasons. It's a chair with a challenge. A Freemason. He was a member of the yeah! Freemasons. Oh my God, Beta Kitten. As well as a volunteer fire, uh, as well as a volunteer firefighter, he started um, one of the very many fire brigades in New York City. Now, back in those days, um, there was no designated city fire department. What they had was a bunch of volunteer firefighting companies. They had a what bunch had? of rich dudes with buckets. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say what they had were a bunch of buckets and puddles. Right, and so they had a bunch of dudes that would just sort of band together and they would have their own crew, essentially, of volunteer firefighters that would then, it was very competitive and they would literally fight each other to fight a fire because they would get, you know, they're, they're volunteers, but the city would... But they get, get paid for every, each fire fought. Exactly. And so there were stories of crews and because they were crews sort of gangs... A lot of them were affiliated with the gangs. There are stories of these firefighters beating each other up instead of fighting the actual fire of the building. So they're just standing there, punching each other in the face. Meanwhile, some high rise is on fire. An Italian woman's like chucking her babies out the window. And these guys are just like, ah, fuck you. So he was not really a firefighter. He was a firefighter fighter. Yeah, he was a firefighter fighter. Um, And so they're... Oh, God, I lost my spot. Anyway, uh, Tweed was known for being a big dude. Like, he was a very massive man. Mm. Yeah, powerful member. He had powerful members. And he was not afraid to throw down. And that sort of uh, mentality got him elected to be foreman, which was sort of the sporks person. The spork. He was the sporks person. He was the spork of of firefighter brigade. Yeah, a lot Uh, of different uses, right? Like, he could poke you or he could pick you up. Yeah, he can yeah. scoop you yeah. he's, good, he's good for beans or rice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Uh, he was eventually thrown out of his uh, little fire company. I, I don't know why, but he was he was tossed. Cast but out. Not, Upper Decker. 
before members of the Democratic Party caught wind of some of his exploits and recruited him into their political machine. They saw him. Oh, they said, you're a big, gross, fighty man. Come be a fighty man for us. Right. And because you were a foreman, you could speak to people. You could get their attention. Like, we could use you and your sort of, you know, uh, personality, your persuasive personality, if it were, in They politics. needed his, his powerful member. His powerful mm-hmm. member. He was elected alderman of New York in 1851, uh, elected to the House of Representatives, the U.S. House of Representatives in 1852. Wow. Yeah. And then after he served his one term, he was not reelected, but then he was appointed a New York City alderman in 1858. Uh, It was here that he became associated with the, quote, 40 thieves, some of the most corrupt people in New York City's history. Fun. Which says a lot. If it's New York, like out of all of New York and all of these their are the corruption, most corrupt boys in these, New York. And this guy was part of it. Yeah, Hell you're yeah. the shittiest shit in shit town. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so with this guy in charge, there was definitely going to be some shenanigans involved with the construction of said Tweed cor- courthouse. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, and y- there were. Um, Tweed himself bought the quarry. That provided the marble used oh, in the construction of the vertical building. integration. That's I love right. It. And other aldermen took a sixty-five percent commission on all contracts. Su- contracts sixty-five percent. Sixty-five percent. Shit. Um, even though the contracts were hardly ever completed, the city spent three hundred fifty thousand dollars in eighteen fifty-eight money. On for carpeting, which, if you looked at it back in the day, was enough carpet to cover a nearby park three times, and yet, why would most, you do that? And yet, most of the offices had no carpet. Kickbacks, man, kickbacks. I refuse to believe that that's what happened. I just think they wanted to carpet that park. Um, I plaster. Think, here's what happened: they hired a bunch of lesbians, mm-hmm. and they just munched it all up. There was no carpet left after we got done with hiring were, these lesbians. They were really hungry. They hadn't. We you found know, lesbians are excellent construction workers, but they just they, they munched all this carpet. They yeah. hadn't eaten carpet in months, <laughs> and they were jonesing for it. And they just plaster cost one point three million dollars. Jesus. Um, and three tables and four chairs cost the city one hundred and seventy nine thousand seven hundred and twenty nine dollars. Maybe they were his fancy Mc, McChair clan chairs. Yeah. You, have you ever bought a handmade chair? Them shits are I, expensive. I don't think three of them or would cost one hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Shows what you know about handmade chairs, doesn't it? <sighs> yeah. I yeah. Guess so this is this Maybe is really exposing fancy- a lot about you. They're those fancy chairs from that old Indian cult place that are like real shitty, but are going for like hundreds of thousands of dollars now. Probably. Yeah. Um, so obviously the Civil War pushed pause on uh, a lot of the construction. but Oh, from, did it? Yeah. But in the four years leading up to said Civil War, uh, or a couple years, nothing was done. Like I said, they spent $3,300,000 $300, on carpet that wasn't in the building. Um, by 1870, so they started construction back up again after the war ended. Yeah, they were um, done warring. Construction still wasn't complete. Um, and Tweed managed to reorganize the city government during that time in such a way that his shenanigans of money laundering could be kept up. Um, oh, so, good. Yep. They forced the city to use the Tweed quarry on the building. And all aldermen, in addition to their 65% commission, got an additional 20% kickback on all contracts. That's insane. So they're making 85%. Yep. And then so then the ideas we're going to charge millions of dollars and all these people are getting wealthier. You guys, yeah, that's, that's a great idea. A great idea. Yeah, that's how you do it. Finally, in 1871, Tweed was arrested. So what had happened 
was the accountant guy that was managing all of his stuff that was kind of on the mm-hmm. take with him died. And a Joe Bookman. Joe Bookman mm. died and an intern. Joey to Books. Joey to Books died. And before he could hide evidence of all of this money laundering, um, like some intern got a hold of it. Took it to the Republican. Hey, oh, What's this he, all about? Yeah. He fucking deep throated them. He did took it to the Republican Party. And the Republican Party, who I think was in charge, I think they had a Democratic or Republican mayor at that time, was like, that's it. And so in 1871, Tweed was arrested um, and his scheme came to an end. He was convicted of over 200 counts uh, in November of 1873, uh, sentenced to like a shit ton of years in jail. But a higher court turned that long ass sentence into one year. I was like into community service, some bullshit. I'm a rich white man. I don't go to jail. At that point, it was like time served. So he got out after a year. Uh, He went, so he was out for two years. And then in 1875, he was arrested after the city filed a civil suit against him. Um, okay. For all of the money that he stole, Good. they were get trying that fucking money back to get their money back, and so give us he, the money or give us the carpet. He couldn't be bailed out of that. Or give one. me those nice chairs you've been making. <laughs> I want the you know results. I want and the proceeds. tweet special. I want I want this chair to cradle my ball sack as I sit down. This how good this chair you, better it be. Must be. And the, otherwise, you're going to jail. Um, but he could. And not, that is a high order. I'm a lady. I don't have a ball sack. Yeah. But you're gonna have to figure it out, Mister Tweed. Yeah, figure it out. Fucking make it work, Tim Gunn. He could, he had to stay in Ludlow Street Jail um, after he was arrested because he could not afford the three million dollar bail. Okay, that the that's city a had big set. bail. Yes. Uh, however, he was allowed at least some home visits so he could just go home a couple days a week, um, which he used to escape to Spain. Yeah. He said, "No Fuck shit, this, I'm out." So he went to Spain. He's like, I went to my home visit to my second home in in, Mallorca. In Mallorca, where I'm going to hide and no one's ever going to send me to jail again. I'm not going to have to repay any of this money. Um, He worked as a seaman on a Spanish ship, um, but was ultimately recognized from political cartoons. So during this time, um, he there was a lot of political cartoons about this man. So everybody had seen a version of his face. Uh And it was this version of his face that was recognized on one of these boats. And they notified the U.S. authorities and he was arrested and returned back to the United States on the USS Franklin in 1876. Um, Now completely broke, he agreed to testify about the inner workings of the Tweed Ring in exchange for his release. Uh, But the governor said, no, thank you. That's not happening. And he died of pneumonia in jail in 1878. Oh, Oh. how the mighty have fallen. R.I.P. It's a real riches to rags story, that guy. It really is. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the end, the courthouse wasn't finished, uh, even though it was in use. So they were just unfinished using. We're like, we need the space. Good enough. We're just going to sit here Um, until 1881, 20 years after it started, uh, after construction started. Um, when the Tweed Ring was disbanded in 1871, they spent, uh, the city spent over $11 million dollars. Um, even though the true value was three million of all of the work inside, but they had spent eleven, um, and this means that this building cost more than the Palace of Westminster to build, um, no. and two times the uh, price that we paid to buy Alaska from Russia. 
You put a lot of houses in Alaska. Yeah, and so if you're wondering what, be full of bears. what that is in today's dollars, that is $257 million on one Shit. building, one courthouse. For one courthouse. One shitty Manhattan. courthouse doesn't even have carpet. Yep. Uh, today, the old courthouse is home to the New York hey, City. Hey, no, but remember, you can thank the lesbians for that, all right? That's not his fault this time. It is home. I do, look, look, I right do credit, often this guy fucked up thank the lesbians. But we, should, we need to re- recognize when it's appropriate to blame the lesbians. And this is one of those cases. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's the New York City Department of Education. That's what is li- in this building. Now it is not used as a courthouse anymore. Okay. Um, it is also home to the uh, ghost of Mr. William Tweed. And Stands people believe that the spoopy activity in the building occurs more when there is corruption afoot. Ooh. Oh, because he's all, he's, Cause he's, he's his he's, powerful member is engorged. He's yeah, like, he's, he's trying I'm to get in on it. Wicked excited about this. I need more money. I am dead in jail. I would like to not be uh, so poor. Um, it's believed he roams the halls and even is responsible for two uh, watchmen just quitting on the spot. And I'm going to tell you the story that was told to a newspaper in 1911 about the ghosts. Love it. <clears throat> she's change of venue. She's moving. She's 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 I'm, adjusting. I'm listener. There's, there's a whole performance aspect of is, this. Is needs to be next she's, to me. She's moved primary sources. Yes. We... It's called Janitor's Quit Jobs. We used to have a night watchman named Larry O'Hara Jr. Uh, no, sorry. Larry O'Hara. Janitor Whisker. Great name. He's a cat. Oh, Janitor Whisker the cat. <laughs> Janitor Whisker the cat discovered that Larry, <coughs> excuse me, was never about the building. Hunting for him one cold, stormy night, he found him in a heavy overcoat tramping up and down under the portico on the Chambers Street side. Larry declared he wouldn't stay inside the building at night as it was haunted. He said what he uh, he had heard noises, strange, unearthly noises in Ooh. this place. He had seen things moving about the dimly lighted corridors. Whisker told him the only thing that moved about were cats, bats, and rats. He was a poet, this Larry. Oh. Mm. Um, it was in vain that they argued. Larry O'Hara was so scared that he absolutely refused to enter the building alone after dark and submitted to discharge rather than enter the building. Fire me. I'm not going Oh, back he was in like, there. fire me. I'm not fucking going inside. Yep. So they did. They fired him. A few months later, after O'Hara's discharge, uh, Janitor Whisker found John Riordan, who had been hired in O'Hara's place, out on the steps at night. Riordan offered all sorts of excuses, but when Whisker insisted on his coming inside, he said, O'Hara was right. The damned place is haunted. The same noises and moving figures in the corridors had scared him. He, too, was discharged. What Whisker says about cats, rats, and bats is quite true. He tells me that up in the garret, there are swarms of huge bats. No. He holds his palms about 18 inches apart to illustrate. So Batman lives in this place. Okay. Um, Also, uh, Officer Whisker is not doing a great job if it's overrun with bats and rats. That's that's primarily why they hired a cat security guard. That's right. So... That is the story of uh, that. There's others. Just do some little bit of, you know, research. But uh, they think they saw um, the shape of Tweed's face in a pane of broken glass as Ooh. a sign that it was also haunted by him. And one man, as he was grabbing his overcoat from the, the closet at the end of the night, turned ghost white and was like, I opened the closet and Tweed was standing right there. It was him. He's That's like, I crazy. recognize him. He's from a anywhere. recognizable motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the story of the haunted Tweed Courthouse 
in New York City. Oh, That's crazy. Very spooky. Mm. I like a cat security guard. Well, yeah. and this brings us to our beer. Yes. So once again, our beer is called Julia. Yeah. It's a Berliner Weiss. Yeah. Uh, brewed with Cara Cara oranges and vanilla. Now, what is a Cara Cara orange? I've never even heard of that. It's a special orange. Um, it's Beautiful. a kind of orange that they grow in South America. Okay. I know this because we looked at this for possible story connection. That's nice. Right. Uh, it's like a big, juicy, very sweet orange. It's a moist um, orange. It's a moist orange. Gross. Moist, round, plump orange. Gross. Mm, um, Gross. So this is 5%. It's uh, only 10 eboos. Oh. I'm very sad that Melly doesn't have this because I think she would love it because it is, it's it's opaque nearly. It yeah. looks like orange juice. It looks like orange juice. Um, oh. It is delightful. It's got a little bit of the sour that you get from like a all natural kind of orange juice, but then that vanilla kicks in and it makes it taste sweeter. It tastes like a melted orange popsicle without being too sweet. It's only 5%, so it's not oh. a lot of sugar. Damn. That sounds good. That sounds so good. Damn, we didn't get it's that like one. It's like just a little bit. It's like hitting me in the, my little tarties in the back of mm. my, but just a little bit. And just for a second. Just a little bit and just the tip and just for, just a, second. for a second. Just for a second. <laughs> and I'm I'm fucking here for it. It's really good. Oh. It's really, really good. I'm jealous I don't have this, but yeah. I'm glad you do. I'm glad you I'm glad I do it. too. I'm glad. Yeah. We're all glad. We're everybody's Gladness. glad. But you know what I'm glad about? I'm what? glad this is the part of the show where I get to pick a winner. Yeah. Guess what yeah. I love? What? Guess what I love? What? Pizza bats. I love pizza bats. Pizza bats. You know what else I love? What? I love George Washington's azaleas. The, I love them when they're covered in menstrual blood. Hell yeah. Love I it. love cat security guards. Those are great. I also love burial mounds. Yep. I love fighting fire brigades, but if there's one thing I love more than anything, it's Dick Snatch Washington. Vanessa wins. Woo! Dick Snatch Washington. Dick Snatch Washington. Don't forget about Bush Rod, but Dick Snatch is better. Yeah. Dick I do Snatch like how we both picked like American political tie-ins. Yeah, we're, we're pretty ghosty in our politics. Yeah, we really are. We really are. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in this yeah, week. Please come back next week uh, where yeah. there'll be more shenanigans. Yeah, and there'll be more Bruce. And there'll definitely be more Bruce. So until then, cheers. cheers. What the fuck was that? That was great. Lotion. You're an idiot. Your face is an idiot.